This is the Regular Pastor Podcast. My name is Landon Coleman. I am the preaching pastor at Emmanuel Baptist Church in Odessa, Texas. Today I'm going to be talking to Corey Spear, also known as Leslie Spear, also known as Les. He is the discipleship pastor here at Emmanuel. And Corey, welcome to the Regular Pastor Podcast. Glad to have you on. Hey, thank you very much for having me. Take just a minute, Mr. Leslie, and tell everybody a little bit about who you are, how long you've been here at Emmanuel, what you do here, uh, your family, all that good stuff. Okay, well, um, back in October of 99, uh, my youth pastor in Oklahoma asked me to come and and be a youth intern for him in, in the youth ministry here at Emmanuel. And reluctantly, I came up and uh, was very excited about the opportunity to work with teenagers. And through that, uh, that eventually led to me being the associate youth minister and eventually led to me being the youth pastor and served in the youth pastor position for seven or eight years and uh, went back to school, of course, and after that, uh, a little bit of time in youth ministry, uh, the church asked me to be the discipleship pastor, and, and that's been a fun uh, time of transition, uh, and um, I'm looking forward to many years of, of, of just serving the church in this new in this new way and learning that ministry as well. There you go. I've been uh, married... Uh, for six years uh, to Catherine, and we have Isaiah, who is just started kindergarten, and Abigail, who is three years old. So. Def, you definitely outkicked your coverage when you got married. Absolutely. And so that's, you know, I don't know if that's a pro or a con in in uh, in your column, but one tally mark or one notch in your belt is, and you wouldn't bring this up, but I'm going to bring it up, is that you are, Corey is the reigning Odessa Heritage Foundation Community Statesman for 2017 in the field of religion, which basically means he's the Pope of Odessa for all of 2017. Pope of Odessa. So you're well into your reign as the Pope, and what an honor for us to have the Pope of Odessa on staff here. One of the things that uh, is really interesting to me when you think about ministry and you think about serving in a church, especially when you think about sort of regular pastors or guys who serve at regular churches, not giant mega churches, uh, but just normal, regular, small to medium-sized churches, is the issue of tenure and how long you work at a place and how long you serve at a place. You've been here for almost 18 years. Um, there was a little, a little time in there we were just talking that uh, you served at another church for a, a small window in there, but most of that's been here at Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of those years have been good years, and some of those years have been more challenging years. And basically what we're going to talk about is what are the advantages, what are the disadvantages to working in a church for a long time, for finding your place in ministry and committing yourself to a people and just staying put um, just off the top of your head, what are, do you think, some of the biggest advantages to a pastor or a staff member working in the same church for a long time? I would say the biggest deal is 
relationships. And this is truly my church family and not just my family. I, I think that this is more than just my church family. They're my family. Mm. They're who I do life with. They're mm. outside of church, inside of church. We do life together. Uh, we go to sporting events together, and um, they have truly become my family. And it, it definitely makes it easier to stay at a church if the more you know people and the yeah. more you experience life with people. How do you how do you know when you have moved into that phase of ministry? Or maybe another way to ask that question would be how long does that take? Can that maybe it depends on the pastor, maybe it depends on the church, but can a guy do that in eighteen months? Can a guy do that in a couple of years? What do you think? Oh, I mean, I guess it would be, um, you could get to know the people in 18 months, of course, but uh, doing life with them, uh, it's like this morning when um, I was asked to do a funeral for a 99-year-old lady who I had never met before, hmm. but uh, because the family knew me and because I've had a relationship with the family, I was able to walk through them through saying goodbye to her and being a part of the service. And I know now that my relationship with them is even deeper right. because of uh, being able to be here and be a part of that. And don't you think it just, the reality is it just takes time to build up experiences with your people. I mean, you can't experience things like that with your congregation in just a year, but year after year after year, you start to build up funerals, vacations, football games, uh, you know, community events, church events, things where, you know, to use your phrase, you, you're doing life with people. That just, it does take time. Absolutely. So definitely a, uh, an advantage to staying at a, a church for a long time. Other things that you think are advantages, reasons to stay for an extended period. I think one other cool thing is that uh, I know people in the community. Yeah, It's amazing how many people within our community will still ask me, hey, are you still at Emmanuel? And, and to which I get to say, yes, I'm still there and I'm still serving. And uh, how You many think that surprises people when yeah. you say that after 18 years? Yes, it does. Why do you think it surprises them? Because they've had four or five pastors in the tenure that I've mm. been here. and um, At their church. Correct. This has just been a rotating door of people in and out. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, people see that. I think one thing um, that is a major advantage is wisdom. Mm. And I haven't been here at Emmanuel nearly as long as you have, but I know coming in as a new guy, it's a great advantage to have people like you or Terry or Crystal who have been here in this town at this church doing ministry for over a decade because you know the people. You know the church. You know what works and what doesn't work, and we tried that, or this went really well, or that was a total bust. And again, that's just wisdom. You know, you can be a Bible scholar. You can be a great teacher. You can be a great people person. You can be a great administrator, but it just takes time to develop that kind of wisdom and uh, that kind of experience with your people. Anything else? Advantages? And I know one on my list is just trust. Um, you know, staying in a place for a long time doesn't guarantee that people are going to trust you, but it definitely gives you the opportunity to develop trust and to build trust so that people know he's one of us. Not only do you look at your church as you guys are, you know, my friends and my family, but they look at you as 
Like he's for us. Mm -hmm. He's here. He's not leaving. He's not running off. He's not looking to advance or move up somewhere, but he is one of us. And I think there's a trust that develops. You know, you read statistics. I don't know. I don't know what you've always heard. I've always heard um, that the average Southern Baptist pastor has a tenure of like 18 months to three years. I don't know if that's true or not true. Um, I know the first two churches that I pastored, I was there for about four years each. Um, and circumstances just sort of come up where you end up moving. Um, so I don't know what the real average is or the number is, but I know that in my experience, the last two churches I was at, about the time I left was about the time you really have the trust of people mm-hmm. where they think you're one of us, you're with us, you, you know, we know you're not crazy. You've sort of established that, you know, you can make good decisions and you can lead, and it just takes time to do that. So. Okay, those are some advantages. Let's talk about disadvantages. Negatives that are just unfortunate realities when you work in one church for a long time. What sort of stuff comes to your mind? Well, the longer you're at a church, of course, you're going to see uh, both the good and the bad. So as you experience the bad and you have a bad uh, experience at a church, Uh, That experience also can weigh on relationships. It can um, hurt relationships. Perhaps a family is being called to another church or they leave during a difficult time, and Mm. there's hurt feelings because there's relationships involved, and it almost feels like a breakup in in some ways. Yeah. I know that's hard, and I know one thing that's always interesting to me when we go eat you and I go eat lunch, or maybe our staff goes to eat lunch. You know, Odessa's not a huge place. Every time we go eat, somebody comes to stop and talk to us at our table, and I don't know who they are, and they don't know who I am, but they know you guys, and as soon as they walk off, I say, who is that? And you say, oh, they used to go to Emmanuel. That's right. Oh, they used to go to Emmanuel. Oh, they used to be members. Oh, they used to teach fifth grade Sunday school. And that's a hard thing. When you live in a town, you know, like Odessa, it's just sort of an average-sized town, those people leave, but you're still going to rub shoulders with them. You're still going to bump into them at lunch and see them at football games and all that kind of stuff. And that can be, you know, awkward at best and painful at the worst, depending on why some people left. Um, So that's definitely a challenge. Other things that you think are disadvantages, staying in one church, for a long time. I would say that one of the disadvantages uh, for me in starting off as a youth intern and kind of walking up through the ladder, I say the ladder like there's some uh, place to go there, but as a youth associate and then an associate youth minister and the youth pastor and now a discipleship pastor and uh, is some of the veteran members uh, would still see me as the youth intern. They're Mm. just, it's, Corey, who moved here in the 90s, and he's that young kid that moved here and the youth intern, and just um, establishing uh, that new role, mm. and that can be a disadvantage. It, it, it could just be more of a challenge to work through that rather than it just happening naturally. It, it takes work. It takes uh, it takes building relationships with a different set of people and that now I'm working with older people and 
it, it takes uh, ministering to them just as much as it did to teenagers when yeah. I was the youth pastor. Yeah, so. and that's a negative. I mean, for a lot of people in your church, they sort of, in their brain, mm-hmm. it's just seared in. Corey is our youth intern. They know you from that when you came here. Mm-hmm. And even when you are the not an intern anymore, but the associate youth pastor, or not the associate anymore, but the youth pastor, or not the youth pastor anymore, but the discipleship pastor. In some people's minds, they just always think of you as little Corey, there you go. who came here green, didn't know nothing. And it's not a, at least in our church, I don't think it's a condescending thing. I don't think it's a, you know, a disrespectful thing. Absolutely not. But it is a, you know, a challenge when you move on to a new role and people still think of you as, oh, Corey is our our youth guy. Uh, that can that can definitely be a challenge. You know, I think I think this is one disadvantage. Uh, as I thought about the the question here, at any church, there's going to be good seasons of ministry and challenging seasons of ministry, mm. and. Challenging doesn't always mean that the church is in decline and people are leaving. It can mean that. But in any church, there's going to be seasons where things just seem to click and they go well and it's all pretty easy and everything's just rolling along. And then out of nowhere, something happens or someone happens and the wheels kind of come off the bus and it just it gets hard. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if it's a manual or a any other church that you're at, that's going to happen if you stay there long enough. And, you know, no one signs up for ministry for the hard days. You sign up for the joys of teaching and discipling and leading and serving and ministering and all those things. You don't sign up for the hard days. And so hang around long enough. That Our church, happen. Yeah, it will happen. Our church is like every other church. It's filled with sinful people led by sinful people and eventually that's going to cause a problem and you got to deal with it and yeah. you know i think sometimes guys just run from that when the problems come up they hightail it out mm-hmm. start over somewhere else and uh, i know tom rayner is a guy that we both follow on you know social media and follow his blog and he wrote something not too long ago about the the magical fourth year of a pastor or a staff member basically saying the honeymoon's over, all the new warm fuzzies are done, and it's time for the rubber to hit the road. And you can just kind of expect something to happen in that fourth year that's going to be challenging or out of the ordinary. And you can leave, you can start somewhere else, you know, start somewhere brand new, or you can find a way to dig through that, but definitely a disadvantage. Um, Anything else, other thoughts that come to your mind when you think about disadvantages? I know one that that I've thought of is from the pastor perspective or the minister perspective, you talked about church members leaving, but you also see other pastors in your town leave. Mm -hmm. You know, you see other youth pastors leave for maybe bigger churches or maybe another town where maybe you would like to live or a position that you think you would be better at. And, uh, you know, to see those people come and go almost at times can leave you feeling like I'm still here. Hmm. And, uh, you know, we just live in such a mobile society where people change jobs 
to get promotions instead of sticking with the company to get a promotion. And people move and they come and they go to see other pastors, other ministers come and go. I don't know. I think that discourages some guys. And I think some guys feel like, you know, if I was doing things right, I would I would end up at another church or maybe a bigger church or right. a different ministry. And so I don't know if that's been a something that you struggled with, but I know I've seen guys struggle with that. Just the feeling of I'm kind of stuck here. I know there were some seasons in youth ministry uh, where we had a good, uh, tight-knit group of guys who would meet together and pray together, and we would share ideas and do ministry together. You're talking about other youth pastors in town? Correct. Okay. Yes. And um, there were some seasons where there were many of us, and then as some of them would move off, there were others uh, that would come back in, and they just did not fit with the group. So that made it difficult. Yeah other pastors coming in and not wanting to be a part and uh, work together. Yeah. If that makes sense. You and I are about to start a group um, actually tomorrow. We're going to eat with a group of pastors. Some are senior pastors, some are staff members at churches here in the Midland Odessa area. And uh, it'll be interesting in five years to look up and see who's still around, who moved on, faces have changed. Uh, so definitely an issue. If you hang around long, you're going to see a rotating door of, of guys. Let me ask you this question. As a guy who has stayed in one church serving and ministering for almost two decades, do you think that pastors and staff members should stay as long as they can at a church? Yes, no, it depends, maybe. What do you think? Uh, I would definitely lean towards the yes answer. Um, it gets difficult in some circumstances where pastors may be forced to leave, pastors uh, are called to another place, and that definitely plays into it. But I think if you can tr- stay at a church as long as you can, uh, the longer the better, because one, you can build those relationships, they can go deeper. Uh, you can get to know people on a deeper level and truly disciple people and uh, have a group of people within your church that uh, think the way you do, do ministry the way you do, and it helps the church uh, become stronger and they serve alongside you in the church. and It only makes the church stronger. And if you leave and another pastor comes in, they may build relationships with an entirely different group of people. Yeah. And... It, it may just hinder the growth of the church. Not necessarily hurt, it would just hinder it. It would just slow it down a little. Yeah. Um, I think when you stay at a church for a long period of time, it helps you to build a relationship not only with your members but with your staff. Yeah. And your staff can work better together and you're all on the same page and you know how each other thinks and you know, well, this person's going to do these three things for this event or this ministry and... I'm going to do this, and, and you just work together, and it, it's almost like you know what each other is thinking, what what the other person's thinking, and you yeah. can just do ministry better together. Yeah, together. I agree. I've seen that up close uh, with my home church. Uh, there was a time where the average tenure of ministry staff, pastor, staff members, all of them, average tenure uh, at my home church at one point was probably like 20 years where some had been there longer, a few had been there shorter, but most of the team had just been in place. And there was a whole lot of efficiency with that because you knew 
and you trusted the people you're working with. Mm. You knew what everyone was going to do. You knew things were going to be taken care of, and you had a process for everything in place. And I hate to say you put it on autopilot because that's sort of a negative you know, connotation, like you were just coasting. It wasn't coasting. It was just sort of a synergy with all of the right people being in the right places, and you go, and you mm-hmm. just keep going. And uh, it was definitely a positive thing there for a lot of years. Um, what would you say to a guy, a pastor, a youth pastor, a staff member, who came to you and said, I'm wanting to leave my church? If on the one hand you say it's best to stay for as long as you can, how do you counsel counsel a guy who says, I want to leave or I'm thinking about leaving? What advice do you give him? Um, this is not a cop-out answer, but I would tell him to pray. <laughs> I would tell him to seek the Lord in his direction uh, during that time. I would tell him to seek the, the guidance of his family, uh, especially his spouse, whoever that may be, to see what their input in is of it. Is this a selfish decision that they're making, or is this something that truly needs to take place? How do you know the difference? How do you know if that's a selfish decision where someone is leaving a church and going to a new church for selfish reasons? How do you sort that out? And that's a great question. Um, I think you really have to see the the... Is there a difficult time that's happening yeah. and you just want out of it because yeah. it's difficult? Or is there something that's unbiblical taking place? Is there something that's totally against what God would have the church do? And if that's the case, then I think uh, the answer is pretty simple. I think that there have been uh, pastors who um, needed to leave and they didn't get the hint from their people, and then <laughs> it ends up being a difficult situation. But then I think that there have been situations where um, people have left because of uh, things just got a little difficult, so they hit the road. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. I think think that's the key question for diagnosing at least a big part of that selfish question is saying, are you running from a problem? Mm -hmm. Is that the main reason you're leaving? Um, If you're on staff at a church involved in ministry, you're called to be a shepherd on some level. And shepherds don't bail on the sheep when the wolf shows up or when the weather gets bad or whatever. That's when you really need the shepherd. And so I think that's a great question to just say, are there issues here that I'm just running from and Mm -hmm. I don't want to deal with or I'm sick of thinking about? Um, I think that's a a great question to ask. Um, any other advice, somebody thinking about leaving? No, I think there's a ton of bad reasons why. What, what would be a bad reason to leave? Uh, money. I think, um, you know, I heard this in a sermon one time, and I can't remember who it was from, but they said sometimes the grass may be greener on the other side, but so is the water bill. So <laughs> uh, it may look better, but all churches have sinful people in them. So therefore, you may be running from one small problem to a larger problem that is, uh, it looks better on the outside, but it may not be the best situation that you may be running to. Yeah, I think burnout is another one. Some pastors can use the excuse of, uh, I'm just in a funk. I'm not, um, I'm in a place where I just don't feel 
like doing ministry. Is that right something now. you guys have told you? I mean, I'm not asking for names, but you've heard guys say that. Absolutely. What do you think that means? Does it mean what they're saying, or does it mean something else? I think maybe uh, ministry is just difficult, and they're tired. Yeah. Maybe it's weighing on their family. Maybe it's weighing on them. Maybe they've made a poor decision, and uh, they've caused a little friction in the church, and they're not Mm. willing to uh, accept the heat. And, yeah. and it may not even be their fault, and it's just difficult. And that's where, you know, this is the position that God has called you to, and you need to put your big boy pants on and get it done. Yeah. How do you, how do you ultimately make the decision between? We've said already that if you stay to church long enough, there's going to be hard times. When the rubber meets the road, how do you make the decision between should I stay or should I go? Should I leave? Is this God's way of showing me that I need to move on? Or, man, like you just said, I need to put my big boy pants on, and these people need a shepherd, and I'm going to stay. How do you ultimately come down and make that decision? Wow. Um, I think it's through, um, I think when you read God's Word, and when you spend time in prayer, and when you're talking with, like I said, your family and people that have mentored you and see the situation maybe from a different light and you just gain wisdom in that you seek the lord's wisdom in that and the lord tells us if we ask for wisdom he will give it to us yeah and i think you hit on a big one when you said i didn't mean to interrupt you but i think it's a big one when you said you're asking other people Mm -hmm. because i've talked to guys who i think they need to move on um, maybe the church has changed and their skill set doesn't fit anymore. Right. Maybe they've burned too many bridges and they mm-hmm. need to go somewhere else. I, you could have a number of reasons why, but they do need to move on to another ministry or something else. And all they will say in response to that is, well, I've prayed about it and I think I'm supposed to stay. Mm-hmm. And I just sometimes want to shake those guys by the shirt collar and say, but everyone around you knows that you need to leave. And there is wisdom in listening to other people. And it can't just be some pipeline, you know, mystical thing between you and God. Yes, you need to pray. Yes, you need to ask for wisdom. But at some point, you got to get outside of yourself and ask other people, is it time for me to go or do I need to stick this out? And uh, that can be hard to hear. Absolutely. For a lot of guys, but you got to be able to hear that and Mm -hmm. you got to be willing to, you know, to move on if you need to move on or swallow your pride and get over it and stick it out and mow your grass and water your grass and get it greener, you know, through yeah. hard work. So, yeah. yeah. And I think some of the, uh, two of the hardest words in ministry uh, might be, I'm sorry, or I was wrong. Maybe yeah. three words there, but why is that so hard for pastors to say? Because people uh, think that as the shepherd, they're, they can't make mistakes, and they're better. They're supposed to be better than me. Yeah. But we as pastors should know I'm just as prone to make mistakes as anyone else. I'm just as prone to, if I'm not feeding myself spiritually in the Word and in prayer and and feeding my family, it's very easily, very easy for, uh, you know, Satan to come in and trip me up just like anyone else. Yeah. 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 Uh, one thing I want to talk about, but we're out of time, so maybe we'll just do another podcast on this at some point. But uh, 
I'd like to talk about the challenges of being at a church for an extended period where you change ministry positions at that church. I know we kind of talked about it a little bit today, and you've been through that, mm-hmm. and uh, you're sort of coming out on the other side of, I guess, really the second round of doing that. Once as an intern transitioning to the youth pastor, that's a, a change in position for sure, yep. and then also from youth pastor to discipleship pastor. So maybe we'll do a podcast on that uh, later this year, but I think it's an interesting question because inevitably, if you're going to encourage guys to stay around, you're probably going to end up asking guys to do different things over 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years. Absolutely. And uh, I know in our church's history, you're not the only guy that's done that. We've had music guys later serve as pastor. We've had music guys serve as discipleship. Yep. Youth guys serve as uh, discipleship. So there's been a lot of that sort of transition. And uh, I think it can be a positive thing when it's done the right way, but there's also some, you know, some hurdles you've got to get over yep. that are not exactly easy. Yes, there is. So there you go. There's a few thoughts about why you should stay at your church from somebody who has done it for almost 20 years. Thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode of the Regular Pastor Podcast. Hope that you'll check out our website. It's regularpastor.com. You can find links to social media. You can find resources for pastors. There's also information so that you can contact us with questions or suggestions or requests for things you'd like to hear on the show or things you'd like to see us write about uh, on the website, on our blog. Until next time, this is The Regular Pastor, out.